During my school years, my siblings and I would spend our summer vacations in Vandari, a small village in Kerala near Palakkad. My maternal uncle, who was then the headmaster of CVM High School, lived there. Our home there, with a thatched roof, was surrounded by coconut, mango and jackfruit trees. There were paddy fields in front of the house and a pond nearby. And from the village temple, just a few yards away, music wafted in through the loudspeaker, waking us up at 4 a.m. every day. I did not realize until much later that the music I heard then became a part of me, a part of my musical influence. Much before I knew the name of the raga or the grammar of the raga, a distilled essence of the raga in all its beauty had seeped into my consciousness from that temple music. As a student in Bombay, when I learned Kalyani or Kamboji or Bageshri or Begada, the landscape of these ragas as imbibed through the music of Vandari kept coming back to me. Nuances of the music I heard then remain with me as I sing them today and bring a smile on my face, one of joy nostalgia and gratitude. I later came to know that the music of Baburaj Sir, Devarajan Master, Dakshinamurti Swami and many such greats was what one heard. It was the magical voice of Yeshudas Sir that breathed life into their compositions at the break of dawn. Nature at its best and heavenly music. Did one need anything more? When I hear these songs now, my mind goes back to Vandari. These songs bring to me the flavor of Kerala. They complete my Kerala experience. They complete my musicality. All of us have connections with songs. Songs that trigger memories, Songs that make us relive old experiences. Songs that bring back the fragrance of old relationships and friendships. For me, in our home, there was always more music than conversation. I remember that train journey from Bombay to Palakkad. It was a long one. Two nights and two days. And on alighting at what was then called Oliver Code Station, we would take a bus to the village. At home in Mandari, we spent long hours singing, accompanied by the quacking ducks in the pond, a lone cow in the field, the birds, and at times the music of the rain. A typical Mandari afternoon was like this. Our grandfather, Vichatata, 
seated on an easy chair, would narrate his childhood stories. And then all of us would take turns to sing, as the rest of us slurped freshly cut mangoes. Electricity in the village lasted but a few hours. Dusk also meant low voltage of power. Our uncle would procure two extra bulbs, so our vacation evenings were lit. But most of the light from the bulb was devoured by the insects who made a lot of music. Our light came from the skies as we assembled in the courtyard. The music sessions that began at six in the evening went on until midnight as we stretched on the mats that were lined up one after the other, relishing one song after the other, sung in turns by my grandfather, my mother and my brothers. One did not realize when the last voice stopped singing. One heard the strains of music much after falling asleep. And then the 4 a.m. temple music caressed one out of sleep. The temple priest would come in for just about 20 minutes every morning. He would open the doors of the temple and then clear the dried flowers and leaves, perform the puja, and then offer us hot prasadam. The music went on until 6.30 in the morning. When I sing a begara today, or a kalyani, or a kamboji, I know how much of it comes from the music I internalized at Vandari. I did not realize then how deep the imprint was. I do know now that the edifice, the very foundation of many intense ragas, were made easy because of the music I heard at Vandari. And nearly four decades later, I'm still searching for a way to express my gratitude to the universe for conspiring to send me to Vandari year after year to grow up with the music that the village offered.